Welcome to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. This podcast is designed specifically so that you will learn how to use God's biblical strategies in spiritual warfare. You'll learn how to pray effectively using the spiritual weapons God's given you to pull down strongholds in your life and take your victory over Satan's devices. We invite you to be saved, be immersed in scripture, be encouraged, be uplifted, be empowered, be combat ready for spiritual warfare so that you will be free. You will now be connected to the podcast already in progress. definition has has two aspects um you know and and we're going to dig into this a little bit this morning but you know why you know we're taking the time um on this is because that you know it it, it is a foundation for our 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 christian walk and you know as i mentioned earlier as we move into spiritual warfare we're going to need uh to know how to walk in this faith. We're going to need to know how to operate in it. Um, And we're going to need to know how to, to move because things are not relative, you know, evidently seen on the surface. I mean, in the spiritual realm, you don't, things to us when we look at it looks differently. And, and um, the picture doesn't always (laughs) come out as, you know, what we, are anticipating it to be a lot of times. So we have to believe on the word of God and what it says. Um, and it's very specific, but we have to understand it because God still sends his, his, his angels to deliver. He still delivers. He still is, uh, in the healing business. God is, he's doing great things. And, 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 um, it's a great thing to experience, um, the delivering power of God. And, um, 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 you know, he, he, he brings us from, he, he delivers us from doubt. He delivers from anxiety. Um, he delivers completely. He, he, he delivers us, you know, from, 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 if you remember, you know, Daniel and the lion's den, he, that same power exists today. And so, you know, we have to exhibit and operate and, and understand this thing about faith and the book of Hebrews begins to lay this out for us. Um, Hebrews 11 and one tells us that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. You know, faith in our Christian walk and our Christian life is important. Um, And why? Because we can't purchase it. We can't sell it. We can't give it to our friends. Um, faith, I mean, Webster defines faith as a belief or devotion to or a trust in somebody or something, especially without any logical proof on the surface. Um, it defines faith as a belief a belief in or devotion to God. Um, the Bible declares that, you know, it's so important that without faith, we have no place 
with God. And it's impossible to please him. Hebrews 11, 6. But why have faith? You know, God designed a way. You know, why is it important to have faith? Why do we have it? You know, because God designed a way um, to distinguish those who belong to him and those who don't. We have, it's important to have because God distinguished, it's a distinguishing factor that God uses to identify who belongs to him and who doesn't. So very simply, we need faith just to please God. You know, God tells us that it pleases him that we believe in him. Even though we can't see him, we see evidences of mm -hmm. God. We see mm -hmm. evidences, you know, every day. But even though we can't see him, it pleases God that we believe in him. So a key part of Hebrews 11.6 tells us that he rewards us. He rewards those. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. And this is not to say that we have faith in God because just because to get we want something from him. No, no, no. No. However, God, God loves to bless those who are obedient to him uh -huh. and those who are faithful to him. And we see perfect examples of this in, in Luke chapter seven. Um, when he when Jesus engages with the woman about her sins and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, when he give he gives us the glimpse of why faith is so rewarding because he told the woman that your faith has saved you and to go in peace. So the woman knowing that by faith, you know, to her end, knowing that by, by faith, you know, you know, she was going to be delivered and set free. Um, but though you haven't seen him, um, and and knowing that by faith, you know um, that we love him and 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 we believe in him, and and we're filled, you know, by his presence, um, you know, your faith, the goal, the, you know, the goal of your faith and the salvation of your souls. Anyway, that's our goal, and that's why we we need to have this faith. But let's look looking at Hebrews eleven, um, chapter eleven, verse one. And again, if you need to have your Bibles, you need to have your paper, you need to have your pens and pencils, and you know, if you have a cup of tea, like me, mine's a little. I tried to spike it this morning with a little bit of. Lemon. I got Earl Grey and had a little lemon. And I, first time I'm tasting it, because usually I just have it with honey all by itself. And I tasted it with the lemon this morning, and I'm <clears throat> it's a little strong, <laughs> but it's good anyway. It's hot and it's good on the throat. So I'm gonna take me a sip. So you can take your sip of your coffee and your tea. And so we are looking at <laughs> Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So this verse tells us two main truths about faith. First, 
faith is the substance of things hoped for. And here in this verse lies the key word. You know what that is? Substance. Substance. So faith is so real that it is actually called a substance. Hmm. So let's look at this word substance in the Greek. And it's um, pronounced hypostasis. Hypostasis. It's spelled H-Y-P-O-S-T-A-S-I-S. H-Y-P-O-S-T-A-S-I-S. And it's a noun. And it refers to confidence, a setting under, kind of like a support. Uh, Concrete, concretely, essence, the assurance, a thing to put under. Substructure, a foundation. So uh, it's a steadfast of mind, firmness, courage, resolute, confidence. So it literally means that, you know, which stands under or provides the basis for substance. Stands under or provides the basis for. Now, faith is the substance. Just as our physical eyesight is the sense that gives us evidence of what's around us in the material world. I mean, we got, you know, our senses and and things of that nature. Um, And isn't God awesome about that? He gives us these senses you know, exactly. yeah. there's, you know, he's given us, you know, when we were coming up, it was five senses, hmm. right? Yeah. You know, you had sight, you have, you know, sight so that you can see, you can, you, you got ears and you got your hearing and, and you've got, you know, your, your taste and, uh, uh, touch, um, um, what are the other, you know, a couple five senses that we can, that we have. Um, you know, we can smell, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I was going over and, and, and looking at something and there was a couple other things that were, you know, that popped up and, you know, there were, one was, one was being able to sense like, uh, whether you were, you're stable or not, like your equilibrium, mm-hmm. um, they gave it a term and. Um, I think it's vestacular or something like that. It's some kind of word. I have to look it up real quick and get it to you. But um, but it was that one that kind of kind of tells you your balance um, and things of that. And it was it was one other one, but it was like seven of them that I saw. Um, and I'm like, well, we only grew up on five, but uh. these other two popped up. But anyway, nevertheless, not to go on about that, but faith has its we have our senses and those senses together gives us evidence. It gives us the evidence of something that's invisible or, 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 or in this, in the spiritual realm. So, so just like our sight is the sense that gives us evidence of what's around us in the material world. Faith is the sense that gives us evidence. It gives us evidence of the invisible. 
it gives us evidence of the invisible, the spiritual realm. So faith operates in that spiritual realm. And so that's why it's so important that we have to get this because when we start fighting and praying and doing warfare in the in, in spiritual warfare, you're not fighting something you can touch, see, smell. Mm-hmm. That's the, the evidence of it is maybe manifested to you, but the what's how it's operating is not in the natural realm. It's operating in the spiritual realm. And so we need to have this faith. So faith has, has its reasons and the Bible doesn't rec- recommend that us, that we have blind, a blind leap of faith, but these reasons that they are, that we have, they can't be measured. They can't be measured in a science lab. You know, you can't put this together in some test tubes, you know. Um, um, They must be understood. Faith, these reasons must be understood spiritually. And faith extends beyond what we learn from our our, our five senses, our sight, our hearing, our smelling, tasting, touching. And the author is saying that that it has its reasons. Its, Its tests are not of those senses. They're not of those five or seven senses that, that God has given us beautifully, right? For us to operate here on earth. Um, but, you know, the author saying um, that, it, that, that it tests, that the tests are not of those senses, which produces the uncertainty, but in fact, our physical eyesight produces a conviction or evidence of those visible things. But however, faith is the organ which allows Christian believers to see the invisible order, the spiritual realm. And so the same word occurs in Hebrews chapter one, verse three. And this is where we're told that Jesus is the exact representation of his father's nature. The same word. Hypostasis shows up. Okay. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And I'm going to also read the King James Version who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hmm. I'm sorry, I actually read the wrong Verse, my apologies. We were reading Hebrews 11, verse 3, correct? 1, verse 3. I'm sorry. 1, 1, verse 3. Let's see if we can get that. All right, here we go. Here we go. 
who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So this means that God is the eternal, invisible, underlying reality of which Jesus Christ, the son, is the visible expression. He's the visible expression of God. Jesus is. So when we apply this meaning to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, mm-hmm. you know, we may see that faith is the underlying reality of things hoped for. Faith is real. Mm-hmm. Faith, faith is a substance. Let's look at the second part of this verse um, in chapter chapter 11, uh, verse 1. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So here in this part of the verse lies a key word, another key word, and that's Evidence. Evidence. And let's look at the Greek definition. (laughs) You want to spell it? I will spell it first. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelled E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. O-S. It's a noun. Elegant close? Probably no, close. Don't, don't mess me up. Elgajos or something is what it says. Elgajos. Okay. Um, I have to, I was trying to practice this last night. As more as I tried to hear the pronunciation. You got words. And I thought I got it. <laughs> Um, you have to bear with me. Uh, that, yeah. That, but you have the spelling. I have, you have the spelling. Uh, Helen Gajos. And Gajos. That's what it was. And one good thing about these, these Greek uh, words um, that we do share and we do give the spelling, it would be a great idea to um, go back and research that and also Google it for the pronunciation, <laughs> and that way we all will get um, a true understanding of the actual pronunciation of the word. So please excuse my, <laughs> at least tr- me trying Thank to you for trying. Try, trying Thank to you. Thank pronounce you the word. Thank you for trying. I'm trying to put the emphasis where, but it it means it means proof, reproof, a conviction. Evidence, a proof that by which a thing is proved or tested, conviction, evidence. Evidence is a proof that by which a thing is proved or tested, that by which invisible things are proved and we're convinced of their reality. You know, faith relates to the invisible. As the Lord said, and if you have the substance before you, 
or if you can see it, right? If you can see something, mm -hmm. if the substance is in front of you, mm -hmm. then there's no use for faith, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If it's already there visible, then why do you need to have faith? Exactly. You know, faith is needed for what we can't see, what we can't touch. And so the vital point here is that faith deals with things that, again, that we can't see. And faith is not a bare belief. It's not a, 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 a you know, one of those, just a bare belief or, or even a, a belief that's kind of a, a foolish belief, or uh -huh. it's, just, it's just it's just an it's a it's an intellectual understanding. Remember, we talked last week about our intellectual assent. Uh -huh. We know something about it. We know something about how it works. You know, we used the example of the parachute uh -huh. last week. You know, we know that before you jump out of a perfectly flying aircraft, that you got to put the parachute. On. Uh -huh. We know, we see the substance of that parachute. We know that we got to have that, right? But as you're dropping from that aircraft at 120 miles an hour, just knowing how the parachute's going to work is not going to stop you from killing yourself when you right. hit the ground. Exactly. You have to open the parachute. And believe that it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Right. So it's a willingness, you know, it's a willingness to trust in it. Mm -hmm. to rely on it, to cling to it. So according to God's word, faith is belief in, one, in the one true God who actually, you know, seeing him, you know, two verses later in verse three, the writer again stresses the faith relationship to the invisible here in Hebrews 11 verse three. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Hmm. So by faith, we, we understand that the worlds, the worlds in itself, the world were, were framed by what? The word of God. A word. A word. There was nothing in place. There was no substance of anything. Now, science would want you to believe differently. Uh -huh. They want to say, yep, there was uh -huh. a bang and something exploded and everything just appeared. So there had to be a substance first. See, science wants to justify it. But here we see that God formed the worlds out of nothing. Zero. So he said, let there be light. And, and in darkness, there was light. <laughs> you know, as the, as the psalmist explained, you know, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the hosts of them was formed by the breath of his mouth. You know, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood. That's in Psalms, uh, chapter 33, verse 6 and verse 9. But by faith, we understand. You know, we did not see this act of creation. We can only know it by faith. We didn't, we weren't there. 
We didn't see God form all these things. We see the evidence of everything afterwards, right? But we didn't see it. But we know, we, we know that God created this, everything around us. And we also know that by this reason, because we know the world was created and we know that he, it was created by an intelligent designer. Mm. Again, this is faith going beyond, but not in contradiction to, to the reason, right? Even in times when, God, when it seems God expects specks of faith that contradicts reason, when we look at it closely, and it reveals itself. He does not contradict it. Let's, let's for, for example, it might seem contrary to reason for God to expect Abraham. Remember the story of Abraham and Sarah? It, mm-hmm. You know, Abraham to believe that at the time Sarah's womb, you know, she couldn't bring life to, to a kid, to a child. She was too old. But God did it. Mm-hmm. It's not unreasonable to believe that the God who created life, who created human life, it's not unreasonable to believe that he can bring life to Sarah's womb at the age that she was. Hmm. And that he would do it according and he would do this because he promised it to them. He promised them that they would have a son. So by faith, we understand, you know, that this text does not say that God created the world with or by faith. But since God sees and knows all things, faith in a human sense does not apply to God himself. Mm-hmm. See, we understand faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We know, we know that God sees everything. Mm. Amen. And he doesn't hope for anything. Hmm. Wow. So that faith doesn't apply to God. It, fly, it applies to us. Mm-hmm. And so the things that are seen are not made of things which are visible. Most scientists, you know, at the time of the book of Hebrews was written, believed that the universe was created out of, out of existing matter. We already mentioned that, right? But they believed that the world was made out of things which were, were visible. And we already saw that the Bible corrects this clearly. And faith relates to two, two eternal, invisible realities. This is how it relates. It relates to God himself and to his word. Biblical faith has only two objects. Has, well, has these two objects. Um, and, and, and we can talk about having faith in the economy. We can talk about having faith in the medicine, remember, quote, unquote, trust the science. We have all heard that before, right? 
Or, you know, we could talk about having faith in a political leader. But faith is not used that way in God's word. In scripture, faith is related solely and exclusively to these two realities. And we can't, we can't see. We cannot see with our natural eye. To God and to and, and, and to God's word, we can't see that with our natural eye. We have to be in a spiritual place. We have to be in the spiritual realm to see God. Hmm. Hmm. By faith, not by sight. Wow. Let's 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 dig a little bit more into this. So Paul brought out the opposition or between faith and sight in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Let's take a look at that. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So if we walk by sight, let's think about it. If we walk by sight, we do not need faith, as Al said earlier on. If we walk by what we see, we don't need faith. What's the point? Exactly. <laughs> and if we walk by faith, we do not need sight. So each statement excludes the other. To walk by faith, not by sight, is one of the great and difficult principles of our Christian walk. And so too often we are guided by what we feel and what we see. And we look at how much money we have, how we feel when we wake up or what we see going on around us. And we follow these things to determine how we live our life, how we live, how we make our decisions and ultimately how we enjoy our happiness, how we go about making ourselves happy. But this scripture here, it challenges us to live differently. It challenges us to live our lives based only on what we see going on around us, but instead to let our lives be guided by our faith in Jesus Christ. And so when we let what Jesus says in the Bible and the scriptures guide our lives, then we can experience the true peace because our lives are guided by something that is stable and unchanging. And by that, I'm saying God's word is stable. God's word is true. And God's word never changed. Just think after all these hundreds and thousands, these thousands of years the one thing that never changes, never has, it doesn't bend, twist, go backwards, is God's word. Um, and it's amazing that we live for, we serve, and we are willing to die for a God that we have never, ever seen. Yet we love him, we live for him, and we live by faith and not by our sight. So to walk by faith means to make 
faith a part of every daily activity in your life. To walk by faith and not by sight is contrary to our natural way of thinking. And I know many of you have um, heard this saying, seeing is believing. Oh, I believe that when I see it. (laughs) And that is what many people say today. But the word of God reverses that order. First, we must believe, then we will see. And so this principle is so important for us to understand. So let's take a look at uh, Psalms 27, verse 13. David expresses his desires before God with his petitions. But let's look at Psalm 27, well, 13 and 14. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And in the NIV version of Psalms chapter 27, verse 13, it says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So let's think about it for a second. Hmm. What came first? Believing or seeing? Believing, exactly. And remember a few minutes ago, I stated that the word of God reverses the order. First, we must believe and then we will see. And so what was true for David is true for us. If we can't believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord, we will faint. And so in other words, we will be in despair. And that simply means a loss or absence of hope. What keeps us from fainting is not what we see, but it's what we believe. So, yeah, so then rather than taking matters, when we look at these things, you know, we're, you know, we, instead of taking the matters into our own hands, you know, we do what, we can do. We do what we are, we do what we're supposed to do. We do what we can do, but it, it, you know the 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 uh, if we wait patiently for you know God's response and His promise, the outcomes you know will be a whole lot better than what we anticipated. You know that will remove a lot of the despair and the anxiety and the anguish and things that we so much worry about at times when, when, when we try to take things in our own hands and try to take it ourselves, um, and try to do it ourselves. You know, we apply that faith in the promise of what God's word says about that situation, right. And how he's going to perform and how he's going to move. And even though it doesn't look promising at the start, we have to trust and believe that he, that the God, that God will fulfill what he says he's going to do. Let's just look at another example of this um, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. Um, it says here that by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, this is referring to Moses. Um, this is a statement about Moses. 
And nothing about what he saw, what he saw, could have given him any hope of encouragement. If we remember what was going on, you know, in spite of all that was against him, Moses endured because he was able to see, he was able to see what was unseen. How did he do this? By faith. He did this by faith. Faith enables us to see in the unseen and then enables us to endure even when the visible world tells us differently hmm. or shows us differently. Hmm. So my question, you know, and I feel like right here that, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is speaking to someone here. Hmm. Even though what is in front of us shows differently, Even when, you know, we've been told there was no hope in the situation. Faith enables you to see beyond that. Uh -huh. And it, it endures, it, it enables you to endure what you have to go through. Uh -huh. Another example in John 11, chapter 11, uh, verse 39 through 40. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by the time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Verse 40, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Hmm. Wow. So Jesus here, he was raising or getting ready to raise Lazarus. From, from the dead. Lazarus wasn't just, you know, sleeping. Lazarus was dead. He was stinking huh. dead for four days. Uh. So what was asked of Martha, he asked of all, of everyone that was around there, who desires to see the glory of God? So here's the basic conflict between the old nature, our old nature, and our, and, and our new nature. See, the old nature would demand to see. Since the old nature lives by what? Our sight, our smell, our taste. Our five senses, you know, uh -huh. God has to deliver us from that old nature, that old way of life and, and bring us into a new nature and a new way of life. Right. So we can we can say that. I am content. I don't have to see. Right. Because I don't walk by sight, but by faith. So Christ was challenging at this time. He was, it was a question. He was challenging the people, right? So 
we don't have to walk by sight, but by faith. So we must believe that we will see it. Mm-hmm. We do not see first and then believe. We believe first. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of believing, we see it. Faith comes before sight. And 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 for many of you, you know, when 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 we uh pray for something that we don't see, right? And something, you know, as we go about our daily lives and things like that, that we may be in need of, and we look to the Lord for it, we pray for it, and we don't see the result yet, but we exercise our faith and we believe, and then lo and behold, God comes through. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And he shows us that example, Hmm. just as his word says. Amen. 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 And, and one more example. Let's let's go to to Second Corinthians chapter four, and this is verses seventeen and eighteen. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hmm. So we're challenged again by the contrast between the visible and the invisible. And see, Paul spoke here about looking at all, looking at things that are, are not seen. And the only way that we can do this is by faith. So the, the, there is a particular word in this verse that is, that is of great significance. That word is while. Mm -hmm. While we look not on the things which are seen. This word while, it stresses the same lesson Moses learned in his test of endurance. He learned that in the presence of God, affliction serves as a useful purpose for Mm. us. Mm. Having to go through it. Mm. It strengthens our character. Mm -hmm. It prepares us for the eternal Amen. glory. Amen. The word the word while teaches us that affliction serves us only while we keep our eyes on the invisible realm. Our eyes are in the spiritual realm. So if we lose sight of it by becoming preoccupied mm. with all the things that are around us, everything that's happening, everything that's coming at us, you know, with the, with, with the world of time and, and, and of the senses, we're not able to receive the benefits that what we have to go through, our light affliction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is intended to provide for us. Amen. So we're caught between these two worlds, right? The temporal and the eternal. Temporal is what we see with our, our senses, Right? The eternal is is the world that God wants us to be in. So faith is the one thing that connects the unseen realities of God and his word. Hmm. Amen. Wow. Wow. This is powerful. And I truly, I truly hope um, that everyone would would go back, um, review their notes, um, and, un- and really, really understand faith. Faith is believing. Even when we don't 
see it. So faith lifts us up above the realm of our own abilities and it makes God's possibilities available to us. That's amazing. Faith connects us to two unseen realities, God and his word. And as we maintain a relationship with God through faith, we are able to endure and overcome the tests and the hardships that confront us every single day. And in turn, these trials, they become opportunities for God to reveal to us and others his goodness and his wonderful glory. There's an ongoing tension between faith and sight, and we tend to live in the world of our senses, as Al mentioned, our five main senses. We live at home in our old nature, which demands to see. And as Christians, we need to cultivate the new nature, which trusts God and his word without demanding other evidence. Amen. 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 So today, regardless of what you and I see around us, we must choose to believe that God is working on our situation. He's working on our behalf behind the scenes. And just know this, God hasn't abandoned us, has, has not abandoned us. He has not kicked us to the curb. He's not um, left us alone. And we can know that regardless of what we see, God is so good. And guess what? We're all going to be all right. We are. Wow. We are. Wow. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank we give you, you praise and honor. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. Yes, um, Lord. And, and, and we thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit that thank is you, upon uh, every listener in every household. Yeah, and we God. thank you, Lord God, that your word is true. Thank and it, you, Lord. That it will go in the ground. And we seal it right now yeah, by the God. blood of Jesus Christ that... Um, it would be fruit for us and it would be a foundation for us and yes, that we will that, that we can grow from this and we can understand Thank how you, to um, live and operate mm. in the unseen mm. world. This is where you want us yeah, to be, God. to have our faith there, because that's where you are, yeah, Father. God. So we just thank you, Lord thank God, and we, we rebuke any attack of the enemy that would Jesus. want to steal or confuse or distort this word. Yeah, we cancel his attempts and his attacks right in now Jesus in Jesus' name. name. God, we pray over every household yeah, that's listening, yeah, God, God, and that you would see about them and their need yeah, right where God. they stand. God, you know what they're standing in need of, and yes, Father, God. we have the faith and believe in the belief, God, in your word and what you promised to the situations that they're going through that you will deliver. Yes, God, yes, you God. will set free and yes, you God. will, God, um, um, break God, every every stronghold and device, thank Father God. God. And so we thank you right now, God, and we honor you and yeah. we praise you uh, today. Amen. 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 You have been listening to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. We want to thank you for spending time with us. We look forward to you joining us again. Our prayer is that you have chosen to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that you were uplifted, encouraged, empowered, and set free by the power of God. You can find Deliberate Life Ministries on the internet 
at deliveredlifeministries.com. We are also on Facebook at DLMINCMD and on Twitter at delivered underscore life.